0: Father God, we're so grateful for everything that you have done for us. Father God, we're so grateful for everything you're doing for us. And Father God, we are so grateful for what you're about to do in our lives, Lord God. I thank you that today, Father God, you you we can decree and declare that you are the same yesterday today and forever you're a god that changes not but has never done the same thing twice we are in awe of you father god we are in awe of of your great love jesus christ and we're in awe of you precious holy spirit that you have become one with our spirits. We are so grateful that we can decree and declare this morning that we have become temples of the Holy Spirit. We are so grateful, Father God, this morning that we have become one with you. We honor you, we bless you in Jesus' name. And can you say this after me? Can you say, Father God, Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I declare, Holy Spirit, Lord, over my mind, my will, my emotions. And Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, I decree and declare, Holy Spirit, Lord, over my body, my body. Holy Spirit, my body is not a sanctuary for sickness. My body is not an incubator for infirmity. My body, according to 1 Peter 2.24, that I am the healed name. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise for your healing this morning. Can you just, Sheldon, can you just turn up my mic just a little bit so I don't have to yell? If I can't hear myself, I begin to yell. And you guys don't need that. And my throat doesn't need that. Turn to somebody to to the left or right of you and just say you are the healed of the Lord. It doesn't matter what you feel or don't feel. Truth is greater than mere facts in Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can somebody say, this is the day that the Lord has made? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, give God one more hand clap of praise in you be maybe seated if you can. And can you do me a great uh favor as well? Can you can you thank the worship team? Hallelujah. Come on. No, no. Come on. Let's thank them. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Hallelujah. I'm very excited to be home. Uh I've been in Mexico I was in Simcoe, and I was in Prince Albert O. Oh, no, there's no O on the end, just, I I'd throw that in there, but, um, where did John and Fernando go? Oh, there they are, They you switched spots on me. Can you stand up for a second? Can you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Jonathan and Fernanda McFall? Yeah, baby! Does this outfit look familiar at all? You weren't paying any attention to me that day. We were down at the wedding in Mexico with um, Pastor Mark and and Rhonda McFall. And can we give a a, a thank you to Mark and Rhonda McFall for all they do in the church as well? Amen. Love you guys. Uh, Yeah. And uh, Briley's home from Texas for a few moments. Everybody welcome Briley back home. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to embarrass my wonderful cousin in the front row here, but can you just welcome Rachel? I, I'm so glad that you're here. I know, I know, I know, but I just had to do that. I love you, and so so uh, glad you're here. I'm uh, so glad you're all here, because I tried preaching in COVID with nobody in the room, and it sucks. Um, no, it wasn't that, that bad. I didn't mind it at all, but... Uh, it's so good to be able to come together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, covenantal union is the most powerful thing that we have. I've preached here a, a few different times on the six hundred. Mighty men of David. There, there, there are times when, when you feel like you're the four hundred, which which was with David, and he ran down and he and he got back and took back, and they were powerful. And then sometimes you're like the two hundred who had to sit at the river Besor, and they, and they had to get strengthened. Sometimes we're very strong. In in our journey with Christ, and there are other times that we are weak and we don't even think we can make it. But I want to decree and declare at Desert Stream, in Desert Stream Christian Fellowship, whether you're the 200 or the 400, I want to tell you today you're always part of the 600. Oh, thank you for that three amens for that beautiful revelation. Come on, say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. On my worst day. On my worst day. day, Because it's not up to me. I didn't save myself. I was never holy enough to become good. I was never holy enough to become the righteousness of God. It was only... Because of the blood, body, sacrifice, and mercy of the Father that I have become, he made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I wasn't necessarily going to turn there, but let's turn there right now. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter 6, sorry, chapter 5. Ah, hallelujah. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet, a foundation to our lives, health to our flesh, strength to our bones. I am everything your word says I am and and I am becoming, Lord God, and we are becoming everything your word says we can become in this physical and soulless realm. And I thank you that today, Lord God, we can have everything that your word says we can have, Lord God, because your promises are still yes and amen to them that believe. Woo! Woo! hallelujah second corinthians chapter 2 verse 17 therefore if anyone is in christ jesus he is a new creation come on say i am a new creation i am a new creation all things have passed away and all things come on say all things all things have become new I am brand spanking new. I don't know if you remember, but in the movies, when a baby was born, they'd lift up the leg and smack it and start breathing. Say, "Say, I'm like a baby being smacked for the first time. I'm I'm so brand new. I smell new. I look new. I feel new. I'm becoming the fragrance of Christ in the earth. I, I want to tell you, you need to have a revelation of who is on the inside of you. We need a revelation of our righteousness because we have become one with the spirit of righteousness and it's working out in some some people are on a little longer journey to see the manifestation of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Some, some of us are taking a little bit longer but I want to say to you, let the process finish. Say, I am making progress in the midst of the process. I love this next scripture. Are you Ready? Okay, I want you to take your three-point harness. Okay, are you ready? Anybody ready? Thank you, Bob. Bob, you're always at the ready. Second Corinthians 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Say the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. For He made Him, say the Father, Him who knew no sin, say Jesus. To be sin. The one Jesus who knew no sin. Jesus who only knew the love of the Father. Jesus who knew nothing of darkness. Jesus who was the righteousness of God. Jesus Who is the righteousness of God. Jesus who knew no, no thing outside of acceptance and love of his Father. Was made to be sin. He wasn't just sin. Wasn't just put on him like a scapegoat in the desert. He actually... Klee, click, (laughs) click. Became, 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 became. He be... Father, give us a, a gift in the spirit of revelation right now. To understand the depth and the weightiness of the payment that was made so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The, it hit me one day of the eternal separation that happened at that day when Jesus was on the cross and he, and he, was, he was on the cross and he was laid bare and the bulls of Basham and the demonic forces were naping their teeth at him and rejoicing all around the throne and he's laying there bare naked and he's beaten and he doesn't even look human any longer. He's beaten so badly, he doesn't even look like a human. He was physically, soulishly, and spiritually crucified. And Jesus finally cries out, the maker of all. Because Jesus, in John chapter 1, Verses 1 through 3 and verse 14 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by the Word. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. It was the Word of God that was manifested. He, that, that Word is, somebody say, Jesus jesus made everything he made the tree in which he would be crucified too. he made the the iron for the nails that he would be that he'd be held on the cross with he knew by the spirit of knowledge all of this would happen but yet he went through it But at one point, he could hardly handle it any longer. And he could not because he became sin on the cross. And he had to cry out, Lama, lama, sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he gave up the ghost. And he went into the bowels of hell. and he took back the keys to death, hell, and the grave for you. Say for me, when Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. So why do I start here today when we're talking about the manifestation of the Spirit's power in my life? Because you need to know That the spirit of righteousness has come on the inside of you, that you are not a mere man any longer because of what Jesus Christ did. Say, I am not a mere man any longer. We're not just humans any longer. We've we've been born into a royal race. We are a royal priesthood because we have the royal one. We have Christ on the inside of you. It's Christ in me, which is the hope of glory. Somebody say Christ in me. Christ in me. Come on, say Christ in me. Is the hope of glory. The Bible says that the the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. How does that happen? By believers believing that they have the glory. Say so it, was, it was the glory of the Father that raised Christ from the dead. The Bible also says if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal bodies, that same spirit shall also quicken your mortal body. There's a spirit that raised Christ from the dead. His name is Holy Spirit. His name is the glory of the Father. And say, that That is is who who is is in me. Come on, can I get an amen somewhere? Say, the spirit of the living God lives in me. Go to um, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. Anybody receiving anything this morning? Hallelujah. Say, I am one with him. I've become one with the creator of the universe. I am, therefore, a creator. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Evidence I bring before the court today of your oneness with him. But sometimes, and I would I would dare say in a lot of our lives, most of the time, we don't feel like we have the creator of the universe living on the inside of us. Why, why do I not feel the truth of who I am? Why do I not feel the essence of God reverberating through my being? Why do we not have the signs and the wonders and the miracles all the time which we have been have heard about and heard testimonies about and heard about and revivals of the past. Why have we not uh, been participating in the goodness of the Lord on a continual basis? When you find that out, can you please get back to me? I think I have a, a, an inkling of how to manifest What we have, say, I must lay hold of the promises of God. Say, it's my job to believe God. Nothing comes without faith. You aren't born again. Except for faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Your faith in what Jesus did gave accessibility for the spirit of the living God to come into your life. You were born again because of the blood, but by the spirit of God. Here's a principle that you cannot forget today. Say this after me and never forget this. You can say it on your way to the potty. I cannot separate The Spirit of God from the power of God. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ is one with Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit are one with the Father. You cannot separate. When Holy Spirit shows up, power shows up. You and we, we must have the manifestation of the Spirit's power in our lives every day of our lives. We must have a manifestation. There must be our faith added to the Word of God in our prayer life where we are calling forth. That which we already have. Because when you got born again, it ah, when you got born again, he came on the inside of you. But he doesn't want to be trapped on the inside of a barely believing believer. You got to up your game of faith. Faith comes. Say faith comes. If faith comes, that means faith can go. Bible says faith comes. I need faith to tap into the goodness of the Lord. I need faith to tap into the power. I need faith to manifest the Spirit's power in my life. I am no greater than anyone else in this room watching online. I'm no no greater. I have no more giftedness. I've actually... If you look at my life, I, I probably have less giftedness than most people in the room. Just as a sheer gift that God gives you. I've just been faithful with my few little ones. You can grow things. You can grow your faith. By operating in it and by believing the word of God. My secret weapon as I said to you earlier that I am needy. I need him. I stay in a constant place of the walk of faith by always being just barely over my head and operating beyond my pay grade. That puts me in a place of weakness. Not because I'm weak because I don't take care of my body. Not because I'm weak because I I, I have a poor character. I'm I'm being transformed. I'm not perfect, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm getting gooder and gooder every day. Say, I am getting good and gooder every day. Sorry, Bonnie. But I'm no better than anyone else. Your potential is this. Are you ready? To love beyond knowledge, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the disease, and And cast out devils. This this is our mandate as believers of God. You are mandated to create things that have never been before. Say, I am a co-creator with the creator of everything. Isaiah 48, 6 and 7 says, you see all this, but you will not prophesy. Prophesy. I did not make everything in the beginning. I'm making some things right now. In the place of the unknown. How many know that we are, we're on a trajectory that we haven't been on before? We're on a pathway that we've never been on before. We're doing things, and, do, and, and, and the world is never like it's been like it is now? We, we've never been here before. We're in the place called unknown. I want to tell you today, unknown is not a bad place. It's not a moral place, and it's not an immoral place. You get to decide what the place of the unknown is. But I want to tell you, the potential is this. The place of the unknown is the only place that you can make something that has never been. Selah. These places of unknown is waiting for somebody with faith to step into it and begin to manifest the Spirit's power. Somebody say Paul the Apostle. Somebody yell out one of the cool things about Paul the Apostle. What's so cool about Paul the Apostle? Just yell it at me. Redemption. He brought redemption. Okay. Faithful. Cool thing about Paul the Apostle. He's what? He was blind at one point when he saw Jesus got knocked off his ass onto his butt. Thank you for the giggle. He's completely transformed. Do you know that he also wrote almost over about 60 62% of the Bible of the new the new covenant? He what we read today Paul the apostle wrote this. Paul the apostle st- he studied at the feet of Gamaliel. Paul the apostle was a zealot and kept all hundred and sorry, 613 Levitical laws. He he knew he could quote verbatim the first five books of the Bible. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel and he learned from the greatest mind of the law. He was the Pharisee of Pharisees. And Paul the apostle, he shows up in to the Corinthians and he says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse, Verses four and five, he says, my message and my preaching are not with wise and persuasive words of human reasoning. He said, but my, my preach, my message is with the spirit and power of God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 or 5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words of men's wisdom, but with a demonstration, a manifestation of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. What you need to have your faith in today is the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your faith must be in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus Christ and not nothing less My my faith is in Jesus' resurrection and the resurrection life that came into me because he was resurrected from the dead. And I want to tell you, in many of your lives today, you are about to be resurrected from the dead. He's tried to kill your dreams, your desires, your future, your family, your legacy. And I want to tell you, today is your until moment. You can turn around and receive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, if you just let the Holy Spirit rise in the midst of you, mantle you, quicken you, fortify you, and flow forth from you, and displacing everything contrary to you. Woo! Say, Holy Spirit, I need you manifested in my life today. Anybody mean that? Four people, maybe five. Does anybody need the power of God manifested in your life? Is there any sickness greater than? Is there any? Is there any poverty greater than? Is there any? Is there any accusation greater than? Is there any past that is greater than the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ? There's. All the babies in the world, I don't mean any disrespect, and I, I, I raised five babies, and we have two in heaven, so I have, five, I have seven babies, and, and I, I thank God I thank God for my children. My children are, are, are doing wonderful, and God is working in their lives, and it's really outstanding what God is doing in our family, and I'm so excited about it, and, and I just want to tell you, but you need to know this. Not one or all the babies in the world that have been sacrificed through abortion is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. Not one person slain, not one person illegally murdered. There's not one person. Their blood, the innocent blood shed, that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than your divorce. More powerful than your bankruptcy. More powerful than the disease. More powerful. Why? Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ paid the price for the the Holy Spirit, the Rock Hakodesh, the Holy Breath of God to come into your life. The blood made accessibility. Because of the blood, you can manifest the Christ. Because of the blood, you can manifest the power of God. You can bring forth the power of God. You can have the power of God flowing in your life. You can have the answers, the solutions. You can have what, the, what you need. You can have your healing. You can have your deliverance. You can, you can be delivered from depression. Today, you can walk away. I don't think that Terry would mind me saying this. My, my fourth daughter, um, not my fourth child, my, uh, but uh, my, third, my second daughter, I'm really good at math. She was with me in Asbury. And last year was a very challenging year, to say the least. And I won't get into any details because that's her story, not mine. But she, she was laying at the altar in, in Asbury University in Kentucky. For eight hours. Just receiving ministry and laying before the Lord. And at the end of it, these two ladies come up and begin to do uh, ministry for her. And as as it was happening, she said to me, she says, Dad, it was like God took tweezers, went inside my brain, pulled a piece of a notepaper out of my head. And she says, I was delivered from the last little bit of depression. I want to boldly say to you, I don't care what you've gone through or not gone through. Not caring as I don't love you, but I don't care. I don't put, I don't put value or intention or I don't make it into a mountain when it is a molehill. Like, how can you say what I'm going through, Barry, is a molehill? You're a really, really mean man. I'm not. I can't even joke about being a mean man. I just <laughs> but it says in Romans eight eighteen that these light afflictions, and he's talking to the Romans here. He's talking to the ones that their 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 parents were thrown into the lion's den. They had real issues. Not that somebody deleted and blocked me from Facebook and how dare they! I just want to let you know that's not a tremendous. Tribulation. I'm not making fun of, but I'm making light of. And you need to understand what your problems are producing in your life. Say, problems must have a payday. Problems are producing paydays, but you have to make a demand on them. Say, I must make a demand on the greater grace that is made available for me. I must make a demand. Your harvest must hear your frequency, your voice must be heard by your harvest. Why does he want you to make declarations? Why do I have you make declarations? Because I don't have enough notes and I got to take up some time? Lord, you know that's not true. (sighs) Because your harvest must hear the frequency of your voice. Because your harvest resonates with the same frequency As your life. And when there is a syncopation of the cadence, of the sound, of your frequency, there's a symphonic harmony harmony that begins to happen. And all of a sudden, it's like, it's added unto you. Say, I must learn how to manifest the Spirit's power. Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. Say, I possess my soul. My soul doesn't possess me. My soul is... My mind, my will, and my emotions. I am not a mind. I am not an emotion. I am not a will. I am a spirit that is born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because Holy Spirit came into me. So I am now... A born-again spirit. I am not my mind. I am not my feelings. I am not my emotions. I own them. They don't own me. That's why I don't have knee-jerk reactions to cataclysmic situations. Because my emotions aren't running me. And how does that happen? By the washing of the water of the word of God. Say, I was born again because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. But my mind is being transformed by the washing of the water of the word of God. So with the reformation of my spirit, the transformation of my mind causes the fortification of my will and the training of my feelings. Is that too much? Am I going too far? Give me an amen every once in a while. Say with the transformation of my mind, according to the word of God, because of the reformation of my spirit, by the word of God, I can now, and I have, the potential for the restoration of everything. Say, this is my potential. Say, potential. Say, potential. It's not an automatic thing. It just doesn't just happen. Romans 8.28 says... Um, all things work together for good for those who love God. And then the charismatic believers and, and a lot of Christians around the world put a period there. All things work together for those that love God. That's, that's not true. I just want to tell you that's not true today. That's not true yesterday and will not be true tomorrow. All things will not work together for your good just because you love God. You have to finish the rest of the sentence that says, that all things work together for good for those that love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. Say there has to be, come on, there has to be an application of the revelation. Say, I need appropriation of the restoration, of the, of the sorry, the um, reformation. I need a revelation of the reformation, the transformation to bring restoration. There has to be an appropriation of, the, of, of the, the transforming power of the word of God through the Holy Spirit. The more you know in the word of the word of God, the more you're underneath the preached, proclaimed word of God, the clearer your hearing gets. Say, faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the preached, proclaimed, prophetic, proceeding word from the mouth of the Father. Faith comes. You have to stir up your spirit. You have to stir up the spirit of the living God. you got to stir it up by faith. you got to stir it up by believing. If you will become a believing believer nothing can be withheld from you. If you will begin to believe the word of God and you begin to stir up the word of God and you begin to release the word of God. When you begin to speak the word of God when you begin to pray the word of God, worship the word of God. When you begin to release that into your life the power of God will come out of you and you will be able to walk through walls you'll be able to walk on water you'll be able to heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the disease nothing could stop you when you begin to manifest the power of god in your life say i am unstoppable undeniable irresistible irrefutable 10 foot tall bulletproof Say, that's me. So what you're saying to me, Morpheus, is if I believe who I am, I can dodge bullets. No, Neo. What I'm saying to you is when you believe who you become, bullets don't matter. And if you don't know the scene I just quoted, shame on you, shame on you. I'm just kidding. I take the shame back. Take the shame back. Matrix one. Greatest movie ever made. Settle down critic back there, Jonathan McFaul. When you get to a place where you're in constant communication and it's possible, say Possible. Say, I am a galaxy of possibilities. You came into this realm with more resources than you could use in 10 lifetimes. If you drive by a a graveyard, just overlook it. And you, you will look at the richest place on the planet of untapped resources. The saddest thing for God is people surviving life and never tapping into purpose. That's the thing. God hates fruitlessness more than he hates anything else besides probably unbelief. My grandfather told me one day, he says, Barry, God is interested in four things. He's interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, And that your fruit remains. God is interested in you being fruitful within your spheres of influence. Say, I am an answer being delivered. I'm not a problem to be solved. We have to stop fixating ourselves on the issue, on the problem, on the trauma, on the past, on the divorce, on the bankruptcy, on the depression, on the, on all of these things that are trying to capture your attention. Forgive me for this, ladies. I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody, but I want to tell you today, the enemy is an attention whore. No offense. Thank you. Good. Thank you. I say that because you need to have that etched in your mind because he's trying one thing. He's trying to get your attention. He's just trying to get your attention. And he, what he does is he illuminates to your eyes and amplifies to your ears what you're going through. And you must operate in the fine art of ignoring the devil. How do you do that? You don't do it by just sticking your head in the sand and hoping the storm blows over. How do you do that? You change your focus. Say what I behold is what I become. What you worship overshadows you. And what is worship? It's it's something that you're paying attention to. Because when you're paying something, there's a, a change in an economy. There's a transaction that happens when you pay for something. We live in seed time and harvest and what you pay for in this realm is what you get. So as you pay, Pay attention to the goodness of the Lord, the promises of God. When you turn your eyes from what you're going through and you turn your eyes on who you're going to is when everything begins to shift and change in your life because you begin to have a proper focus on what is real. (laughs) Say, I need today ISAF applied. To my eyes. See, if I can see him, I can have him. You remember Zacchaeus? I preached about him here a couple times, but Zacchaeus was short in stature. He had some shortcomings in his life. He's a little short in character, a little short. He's just he, he couldn't see properly because of his short stature. So... The Bible says that he he went over because he wanted to see Jesus. He positioned himself properly at the right place, at the right time, with the right people. But he could not still see Jesus, so he had to reposition himself by climbing up the sycamore tree. Come on now, that's a sycamore tree, but I said sycamore is really funny. Even if you heard me say it before, you need to still sympathy laugh. Something, give me something. (laughs) Thank you, Leslie. And that was really, really terribly fake. But I appreciate it. When you are at the right place at the right time with the right people, but you still can't see him, don't give up. Don't stop. Seek him more. Come on, Tom. We got to press through. We got to climb up we got to climb up it through worship and through decreeing and declaring the word of God. we we got to walk out. If you walk out on that limb, if you, you climb up that sycamore tree and you climb out on that limb and you, you're, you're branching out and you're stepping out in faith, you're going out on the limb and, you're, and when you get to that place of the unknown, if you get to that place you've never been, the height you've never been is when you can see Jesus. If you continue to walk in faith... You cannot be stopped. You cannot be contained. You cannot be controlled. But you'll get to a place where you're actually seeing Jesus. And if you can see him, you can have him. Because if you can see him, he can see you. And when he when he was looking, when Zacchaeus was looking from the branch and looking down at Jesus, he just wanted to see Jesus. He he, he just wanted to see all, all of his passion, his heart was was to see Jesus. It wasn't to clean up his life, it wasn't it wasn't to change anything. He just wanted to see him. But if you put if you put the time in and you begin to climb up to seek him more tree, and you begin to go out on a limb and you begin to look for Jesus, I wanna tell you everything begins to shift and change. Because he says, I'm coming to your house. If you keep seeking him, he'll keep seeking you. If you draw close unto, you draw nigh unto God, he will draw nigh unto you. It's called seed time and harvest. This is how you manifest the Spirit's power, it's by focusing on Jesus. Focusing on Jesus. Earlier on in the service, and I'm going to close with this probably, and then once again, I never got to my notes. First, uh, sorry, John chapter 1. God says this. Through his word in John chapter 1, verse 14, he says, And they beheld his glory. I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt. That what caused. These disciples to change the world is one principle. They beheld his glory. Derek, could you go to the guitar or anybody else? I want to go to the. I want to give us an opportunity this morning. To behold his glory. And they beheld his glory. Say say, Father, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to perceive what the Spirit is saying, and what the Spirit is doing I don't know all that you're going through let's bring it down just a little bit guys I don't know what all is happening in your life I don't know all the trials I don't know the problems I don't know the traumas. I don't know your childhood. I don't know many of these things, but I know somebody that can fix every one of them. Just a moment in his presence. I mean, for me, when Tammy and I got married, we should have been a recipe for disaster because she grew up and her, her dad was an alcoholic and would drink the rent money and my mom left me when I was three I was looking for love literally in all the wrong places from the time I was like 14 or 15 I was drinking and smoking to 21 from 14, 15 to 21 I was, I was out partying I was going to clubs at 16. I was seeking for love. So guess what? You find a lot of issues in the world. But moment, I just want to tell you moments in his presence lifts off burdens that took decades of strongholds by the enemy to try to fortify you and keep you i just want to let you know there's the burden lifting yoke destroying presence and power of holy spirit today here this morning that wants to meet you there are strongholds in your life that you cannot stop you don't know why you can't stop clicking on the pornography at three in the morning when you know you're going to be exhausted the next day. You, there, there, there are people here this morning that are that are in relationships online, and you know it's wrong. And you just need to, you just need to understand, He loves you, He loves you. He loves you more than anything that you're going through right now. He loves you more than your addiction. There are people that are addicted to to drugs and addicted to relationships and addicted to food and addicted to to, to different things. And I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ is greater than. I want to tell you today, there are people you're living in the trauma of your past, in the abuse of of your childhood. I know I was abused as a child as well. And I want to tell you, there is freedom in the blood. There's free. Uh, there are moments when I'm just at an altar and something lifted. Just a few months ago, I was ministering at a at, a, at this conference as one of the guest ministers in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. I just went back there a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And but I was there a few months back, and Dan and I were there and. The whole room turned into a womb. It was amazing. And I'm laying on the floor for like three and a half hours being ministered to by God. Things being removed from my life after 30 years of ministry. And I am freer than I've ever been in my life same thing happened in Asbury I'm laying at the altar for like five hours there God just ministering to me if you're willing to put in the time he's willing to put in the healing but he just needs a few moments and I'm not saying everything's going to be changed at the altar but I'm saying that it's possible but I know some things will be changed he's such a caring wonderful God he loves you more than he loves you to be free. I know that doesn't make sense to the religious devils, but it don't matter. Shut your mouth. There's freedom from your past. And you're saying, you don't know what I did. You don't know what I did. So you don't, you don't know the, the things that happened to me. You don't know the things that happened to me. I want to tell you. I am a trophy of the mercy and grace of God. Mark knows the same thing. We we know. I would be I would be dead. I would definitely be dead if it wasn't for Jesus. I was running too fast, too hard. Just crazy enough somebody say, but God. (laughs) Say, Father, I need a but God moment. With everybody's eyes closed and please, nobody looking around. And you want to give your heart to the Lord today there's a spirit of reconciliation in the room and you can feel the butterflies and some of you feel eagles just f- flooding around in your body and you online I I, I just address you today say this is your until and this is your but God moment and if this is you if you want to either rededicate or you want to Give your heart to the Lord. You, you want to manifest the spirit of God and displace the addiction and displace the hurt and the wound. Could you just raise your hand today? Thank you. 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 Ooh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I want to tell you, Everybody that lifted your hands and the ones that didn't have the strength to do it today. He still loves you. He's still chasing you. He's still after you. He still loves you more than you can ever imagine. And I want to tell you, before there was a was, there was a God who was nowhere in the midst of nothing being God all by himself. But he was dreaming about you. His love is hunting you down today. Could you just stand with me this morning? If you can, you don't need to. For altar calls and offerings, you always have people stand up because if you you can reach your pocket better when you're standing up. But I just want to encourage you to come forward and consecrate yourself to the Lord and allow him to begin to manifest the Spirit's power in your life. It's hard it's hard for him. he's trying with all of his all of his might to pour through the conduit of your life when it's all gunked up with stuff. He needs a clear conduit, for the Spirit's power to come with the maximum potential. We need the maximum potential of the Spirit's power operating in our lives. So this morning, we can create that conduit. The thing with Asbury when when we were down there at that revival, the thing with Asbury, if there was no glitz and glam, if you went there looking for something that you always knew, you weren't going to find it. But if you went looking for jesus it was glorious i got one thing to sell to you today jesus so i don't know if the worship team wants to do a song or just keep playing but as they begin to play can you i don't care if you've been saved for 30 or 40 years and or you just got saved or you just rededicated your life i come on down and consecrate yourself to the lord just say lord i don't know how to do this i need you just a desperate cry can we find some desperate people this morning so father god thank you thank you for your goodness thank you for your kindness father god as people are coming forward today i pray for a tangible transferable anointing of the spirit's power because of the blood of jesus christ in jesus mighty name